When I was growing up, a tradition in my family on Christmas Eve was to go to church to worship God. And then when we got home, we would have a chance to pick out one present each that was underneath the Christmas tree and unwrap it. And so my brother and I were always super excited to get back home and shake the packages and figure out which one we wanted to open first. And so we all sat around and we took turns doing this. And in the early 1980s, I'm dating myself here just a little bit, I remember the gift that I opened. I tore into it and I pulled out a small handheld game called Pac-Man. If you've ever played Pac-Man, it's this little yellow guy that looks like a, a like a piece of pie, and he tries to eat all these dots, and these ghosts chase him. And so in the early 1980s, that was like the, all the rage in the arcades where you go and you put the quarter in and play Pac-Man. And I couldn't believe that my parents found like a handheld version of that. Now, it doesn't compare to the current technology of handheld games, but in that day, I was over the moon for that. And I remember staying up late at night under the covers playing that game. And I, I had to be careful because we had my grandparents and some other family who were staying with us. And so I got booted out of my room and I had to sleep on a sleeping bag uh, on the floor of my own parents' room. And so I had to be really sneaky to play that Pac-Man game. But I still remember that memory today. I wonder what some of your memories are about Christmas. Well, of course, we have been spending some time this season of Advent looking forward to the coming of Jesus, and that is here, and, and we're celebrating that tonight, and so Merry Christmas to you all. And, and we've been talking about what it means for God to have left heaven, right, which we're, we're singing about today, and to come to the earth, right, brought heaven to the earth. Here comes heaven. Here comes Jesus among us, and, and that's been our, our driving force over this past month, it's going to be our, our driving force tonight in this message as we dive deep into the Bible tonight. And interestingly enough, when you, you think about video games, my sons reminded me that the most popular video game for pretty much all of 2020, uh, through the App Store, for Apple and on the Androids, whether you have phones or tablets or whatever it is, the, there's a game called Among Us. I'm the poster child for that today. I've got the, got the shirt here. And, 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 and instead of God being among us, it, something else is going on. And, and the whole purpose of the game is that you're a little astronaut and you're on a spaceship and your job is to get the spaceship ready to go out into outer space. But among us, among you, when you're playing this game, is an imposter. Someone who's trying to sabotage the spaceship and, in fact, even kill the rest of the players, these little cute little astronauts. And so when you're playing the game, uh, you're randomly chosen either as one of the astronauts or the imposter, the imposter who is among us. And so it's up to the rest of the players to figure out who the imposter is. And if the imposter is able to wipe out one of the astronauts, then the rest of the astronauts get together and and they talk about who might have done this. And, and they've created kind of a, a slang term called sus. My, my, my sons say, Dad, you're sus. I'm like, excuse me, what did you just say to me? Right, it's S-U-S, and it's short for suspicious. And so you're trying to figure out who's suspicious when you're playing this game. It's a multiplayer game. You can play with anybody around the world who's on when you're playing. And, the, and your job is to find out who is sus, who's suspicious, who is the imposter that's among us. And when you, when you figure that out, they take a vote, and then they cast the player off the spaceship. It gets ejected. And so, again, it's like the, the top game in, in the year 2020. And I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about how at Christmas we celebrate God is among us. But I think that this video game also sheds some truth that even in the world today that there are imposters 
among us. That there are false voices out in the world that are trying to compete for our attention and lead us into destruction when God is among us to lead us into life to the full. And so how can we tell the difference between truth, the true light of God, and and the imposters who try to lead us astray in our lives? I think that's a fascinating thing, and I would encourage you to to think with me about what that looks like in our everyday lives today as, as we celebrate God among us, but we also realize that there might be some imposters who are among us. I don't know about you, but the year 2020 feels like an imposter year to me. I, I just look back on all that our nation and our city and our community and our world has been through, and it, it seems like we've been going through a bad dream for 365 days We know about the effects of the coronavirus and the pandemic and the many people who have lost their lives, the many people who are fighting for their lives right now. We we know that the effect of that on our economy and how so many of us are out of work and and we're running out of money and we don't know how we're going to make ends meet. We know about all of the pain of racism and and injustice in our our nation that has come to the forefront with protests and challenges and and we've been hurt by having to face uh, that, that harsh reality that, that we still have a long way to go as a nation. We've had to face things like teaching our children at home with, with remote schooling and, and the challenges that are involved in that. And on top of that, we've had hurricanes and droughts and floods and fires and murder hornets. And, and you think about 2020, and it definitely feels like it's an imposter year. It's a fraud year. How can we have had a year like this? And Will our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, when we tell them the story of how I made it through 2020 and all these terrible things, will they even believe that we've been able to do that? And I'm so excited that 2021 is upon us. But before we leave 2020, I, I think even in the midst of an imposter year, in the midst of a fraudulent year, that we can still find something to celebrate, that God is among us and that the good news of Jesus triumphs and sees us through. As I think about Christmas and I think about imposters, I, I wonder sometimes about Joseph, the father of Jesus, this faithful man who accepted the challenge of God and the challenge of the angel and the challenge of Mary to, to stay with Mary even though she was pregnant, not by him, but by the Holy Spirit and how amazingly challenging that must be. And I'm sure Joseph was an incredible father to Jesus, that he was an incredible parent because God wouldn't have chosen him if he wasn't able to do that. But I wonder, I just wonder that in some times in Joseph's heart or his, his mind, in, in some dark moments, I wonder if he felt like an imposter father, if he felt like he was a fraudulent father, that, that you could look at Jesus and maybe see that he, Jesus had Mary's eyes or maybe had Mary's nose, but you would look at Jesus and, and nothing physical would be there from Joseph because he was not his physical father, and, and he was his adoptive father, and that was a powerful thing, and, and I'm sure Joseph did wonderful things, but I wonder if Joseph had moments where he would look at Jesus and say, Jesus is just so perfect, he's just so good, there's nothing from me that I've been able to pass on to him, I, I am a fraud, I am an imposter, I, I'm, I'm a failure as a father. The Bible doesn't say, doesn't discuss any of this stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Mary would be encouraging Joseph to say, you've accepted him as your son, you've raised him as your own, and your kindness and your goodness and, and your justice and, and all of that is influencing the Son of God, Joseph. You 
are making a difference. You are not a fraud. You're not an imposter. And I hope that Joseph had many, many positive thoughts. But as a father, I know that sometimes I wrestle with that. And I know that I've met other people who are step-parents or they're adoptive parents. And sometimes they say, sometimes I just feel like I'm an imposter parent. I am a fraudulent parent when it's not true at all. I know biological parents who feel that way. And even in my own life, sometimes I just feel that I've let my boys down, Luke and Nathan down, and that I've failed them. And I feel like they could do better with a father. And so I guess what I'm asking is, have you ever felt like an imposter or a fraud in your life? Maybe with your family, maybe with friends, that if they really found out who you really were down deep, that they would want to have nothing to do with you, that, that you're able to put on a front or put on some kind of a, a, a fake persona that down deep they don't know who you really are, who I really am, and if they figured out who we were, they would see us for who we are as imposters or frauds, and I want to have anything to do with us. Whether that's a parent, child, where it's brother or sister, where it's a best friend, where it's a boyfriend, girlfriend. Sometimes we, we feel like we're imposters on the team, and, and when the coach figures it out, we're going to be gone. Maybe we feel like imposters at work that we're just skating by, and sometime our boss or manager is going to figure out that we really can't cut it, and we're going to be out. Have you ever felt like a fraud? Have you ever felt like an imposter that you're putting on this charade, and at some point someone's going to figure out who you are and what you've done, and they're going to walk away from you? I was reading about uh, an employee of Intel, right, this amazingly techie company. They, most of them, uh, most of our computers have chips that they've produced in our computers and, and just a very successful company. And this, this man was a very successful executive in Intel. And, and he was writing in this book, it was kind of a biography that I was reading, and, and he was saying how he felt like an imposter. He felt like a fraud, not because he couldn't do the work. He was doing the work well, and he was competing with all those in his company, you know, to, to be the top in what he did. But, but he didn't go to a Ivy League school. He didn't go to MIT. He didn't go to Stanford like the rest of his colleagues did. Now, they didn't know where he went to school, but he heard where most of them had gone to school. And, and in fact, he applied to those schools, and they rejected him, and he felt like a failure. And the way that he got his job in Intel is he started as a part-time intern, and he did well, and they promoted him, and, and he had more responsibility. He did well with that, and they promoted him, and he did well with that. And pretty soon, he was on the executive level and doing just as well as anybody who went to the Ivy League or to MIT or to Stanford. And he's, he was making the money. He's changing the world. He, he's doing everything that everyone else was doing. But in the inside of him, he had no peace. He felt like a failure. He felt like a fraud. He felt like they're going to figure out that I don't belong here, and I'm gone. And so again, I, I asked, have you ever felt that way? Do you ever feel anxious? Do you, do you feel r uncertain? Do you, do you feel that, that, that peace, right, harmony on the inside of us is just elusive because we're afraid that people are going to find out who we really are? Beautiful thing about Christmas Eve tonight is that we are inviting you to give to our Christmas Eve offering, which is something that we do every year. And and when we do that, we, we give 100% of what comes in away. It just comes in, and we, we give it away to a charity, to a ministry. And this year, I'm excited that we're going to give 100% of what comes in through our Christmas offering to the United Negro College Fund, UNCF. And that this money is going to go to provide scholarships for African-American students in North Carolina who are going to North Carolina schools. Where, that's where our church is, is located. And I think sometimes when 
when, when we're at school and, and we're making the grades and we're, we're doing okay, some of us feel that we're frauds. Some of us feel that we're imposters because we're just barely getting by paying our bills. And any minute we're going to not be able to pay that bill and we're going to be ousted and all of our hard work is going to go with, without any diploma, with, with nothing to show for it. And so tonight when we give generously... When we give Jesus Christ a birthday present, we're, we're going to be investing in, in men and women's education so that when they're doing the hard work and they can make the grades, but they just don't have the money to do it, that, that they're not going to feel like imposters. They're not going to feel like they're frauds. They're going to feel that someone believes in me to invest in me, to give money to me, a stranger, because I'm earning this scholarship and I'm going to earn my way through school. Right, this is a great gift that we have to be able to give to Jesus. And so I would encourage you to give generously, to join me and my family as we give generously on this Christmas Eve offering to give to Jesus right, so that students in our state can have an education and not feel like a fraud and not feel like an imposter, to know that someone somewhere believes in them and that God loves them and is investing in them. What a great gift and opportunity that we have. As we think again about imposters, as we think about, you know, kind of where I was thinking with Joseph, uh, it even goes higher up in, in, into the tree here with God. And so I want to jump back into John's gospel, which I, I just read to you from the very first chapter of the gospel of John. We talked earlier in this series about how uh, Matthew and Luke trace Jesus' genealogy to different points in history. John takes it all the way back to the very beginning, saying that Jesus has always existed, which is true, and that Jesus was part of the creation with God the Father and, and the Holy Spirit, and, and that's true. And so I want to pick back up with John chapter 1. Let's, let's check out what it has to say to us. The true light, that is Jesus, that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, right? Jesus came among us to give us light, to give us life, right? We are far from God. We do wrong things against God, and that means we bring guilt and shame into the world. We're going to die one day, and we're going to spend eternity apart from God, which the Bible uses as the word hell, Right? But we don't have to die to go to hell. We can have brokenness with God now. We can have brokenness in relationships. And so Jesus doesn't want that. So the true light is coming to show us the way, to light the way back to God. Right? Jesus is among us. He brings the kingdom of heaven among us. Right? It, it's among us partially. Heaven is here. Here comes heaven. It is among us. Jesus is among us. Heaven is here. The true light is here. And that's why we're celebrating. But some people think it's sus. Some people think this is suspicious, right? Let's keep going. Jesus, he was in the world. And though the world was made through him, Jesus helped create the world. Jesus created the world. The world did not recognize him. The world saw Jesus as a fraud, as an imposter. Let's keep going. He came to that which was his own, right? This is my world. I'm coming to save you. I'm coming to lead you back to God. But his own did not receive him. Jesus came, he left heaven, he became a baby, and he was defenseless, he was an infant, he grew up to be a man, and, and, and he died on a cross and came back to life to show us the way. God sent his own son into the world, God among us, heaven is among us, but many in the world reject that. They say Jesus is, is false, he is an imposter, he is a fraud, right, in the first century, the people were looking for a military leader. They were looking for a, a political leader, and, and Jesus was neither. And so the world rejects Jesus. The, some of the world still rejects Jesus, that, that God has come among us to show us life to the full, to give us heaven on earth, to prepare us for the glorious kingdom of heaven. And yet people still 
are suspicious. People still reject Jesus. People still see Jesus as an imposter and a fraud. I want to jump ahead in the same Gospel of John, one of Jesus' disciples writing the story of Jesus. And I want to jump ahead to John chapter 10, verse 10. And this is, this is like the theme verse of our entire congregation. And we usually just read half this verse, but I want to read the whole verse today because as we think about how could people doubt Jesus... How could people think Jesus is an imposter? How could people think Jesus is a fraud? This is why people think that. So let's go to John 10.10. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus is talking about himself as a shepherd taking care of sheep. The shepherd loves the sheep, takes care of the sheep. But there are thieves in the world that come only to steal and kill and destroy. If I can't have the sheep, you can't have the sheep, I'm going to wipe you all out. I, though Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus says, I am the shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I have come to give you life to the full. Be wary of the thief who wants to come and to steal and to kill and destroy. So in the world is the true light of Jesus, the Son of God who is here to save us. But there's also another force that's in the world. The force of the thief. Some people read this in in our scriptures and we call that force evil. We call that force wickedness. We call that force the devil. We call that force Satan. However you want to describe it, it's true. And if you don't believe me, after we worship God together, go onto the internet and stream the local news. Stream the international news. Go read the newspaper tomorrow, right? Evil is real. So God is among us, heaven is among us, but there is an imposter among us. And this imposter spins lies and says to us that you are not good enough. God wouldn't care to send Jesus to save you. And and we begin to hear these lies from the evil one, from the imposter. And those lies try to take us away from seeing Jesus for who he really is the Son of God, the Savior, the Messiah, the one who was sent to save us. I don't know about you, but like I I encounter this, this evil, this this thief, this liar. And and I I, I feel attacked sometimes in my life. And and the way it happens to me is is sometimes I just I have these random thoughts that that come into my head. It's not like I'm I'm hearing voices like I'm having some kind of schizophrenia kind of thing, but just things that, that I observe happen inside of me, and, and just listen to maybe maybe you've encountered something like this. I hear things in my head that say, like, Kyle, you're just not good enough. You're not a good pastor. Right? You're not holy enough. You're not smart enough. You're not spiritual enough. Why do you think you're doing what you're doing? God doesn't want you in this position. Your church is not big enough. It's not growing fast enough. You're not good enough. You're delusional. You don't belong in God's church. God would have nothing to do with you. God God knows about you, and God is going to remove you from this place. It says, Kyle, you are not a great father. You're not a great husband. You're, you're not a great son. You, you, you're not a great friend, right? There's a lot that is wrong with you. And when people figure out who you really are, they will run from you. You can only put up the facade for so long. People will identify who you are, right? I hear this in my head. Have you ever heard things like that? 
because it's real and it, it's, it's anxiety producing and, and it strips me of any kind of sense of inner peace or inner harmony and, and it's usually when I'm trying to do good things for my family or for God and I just feel attacked and these voices say that I'm an imposter and that I'm a fraud. Have you ever felt that way? And, and what do we do about it? Right? What, what do we do about that? Because I believe those voices are wrong. I believe those voices are lies. And yet when I'm in the moment of that anxiety and that stress, I, I, I listen and I hear it. And it just takes me down into this spiral. And so what do we do about that? How, how do we respond from that? There's good news in the scriptures that will help us when we feel like a frog. When we feel like an imposter, when we hear the imposter whispering those lies to us to try to take us away from the good news that God is among us, that God loves us and, and is here among us and knows who we are and has come to save us. And so let's continue. I want to jump ahead in the New Testament to the book of James, another one of Jesus' disciples, first century writing uh, about God. And this is, what, this is what he says about that imposter that we're dealing with. Submit yourselves then to God. Right? When you hear those voices, when you hear those lies, turn to God. Right? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right? When we're in those moments of weakness, when, when we, we feel like a fraud, when we feel like an imposter, when we have that anxiety, when that, when that peace is taken away from us, it says for us to submit to God and to flee from the devil, uh, and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right? And, and, and to me, this is hopeful. And to me, this says that we are to embrace Jesus, right, and to eject the devil, right? Remember those little astronauts that they chuck the people out in space, right? We got to say, Satan, get behind me, right? I'm not going to give in to your lies. I'm not going to listen to what you're saying, right? I'm, I'm going to stand up, right? But here's the key. Submit yourselves to God. We can't do this on our own, right? The forces of evil are tough, they're strong, they're powerful, they're seductive, they are tricky, and they get us in the, in the weakest of our moments. And so when we're hearing those voices, we're hearing that stuff coming into our minds, we need to say, God, help me. Lord, let me know that you're here. Send your Holy Spirit. Give me the power so that I can resist the devil. And we stand up to the devil and say, be gone. Right? The Holy Spirit is with me. I'm not going to listen to your lies. I'm going to listen to the goodness of God, the God who is with me, the God who is among me. Like I literally, in my mind, I picture smacking the devil right in the face, right, or giving him a good ninja kick, right, opening up that spaceship and shooting him out because the power of the Holy Spirit is with me, and I'm not going to hear those lies. God is among us. God gives us the peace that we need. God is with us. Let's go back to John one more time, John chapter 1, as we continue, right? Some of the world rejects Jesus, but some of us accept him. Check this out. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, right? this is not an imposter, right? this is not a fraud, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus says, you are my child. You're not a fraud. You're not an imposter. You're my child, right? Let's keep going. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God, right? We are born of God. The Word became flesh, right? That's Jesus left heaven to become flesh and made His dwelling among us. God is among us. Heaven is here. Heaven is among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth, right? When we hear those voices that are saying we're not good enough, that we're frauds, uh, that we're imposters, then we, we, we come back to this good news that God is among us. 
that Jesus is among us. We are not imposters. We are not frauds. We are children of God. And we've been promised life to the full. We've been promised life eternal. Right? This, that is the good news of Christmas. So what? What's the point? What, what's the big idea? What, what's the focus tonight? I think it's this. It's that when heaven is among us, so is peace. When heaven is among us, when Jesus is among us, so is peace, right? Peace that wipes away the anxiety. Peace that wipes away the lies. Peace that, that says to us, we're not imposters, that, that we're not frauds. We are children of God, right? Where, when heaven is among us, so is peace, right? And by peace, this is what I mean. The biblical definition of peace, right, is harmony and calmness, right? Harmony and calmness of body, mind, and spirit, that supersedes earthly circumstances, right? We have harmony with God. We have inner calmness in our, bo- in our body, our mind, and our spirit that, that goes beyond earthly circumstances. Right? It means that when we're in a difficult situation, when we're going through challenging times, we still have the peace of God inside of us. We know with confidence that we are children of God. We know that we're not frauds. We know that we're not imposters. We're not going to listen to the lies. We're going to receive God. And we're going to live life to the full. And we're going to live life forever in the kingdom of heaven. And so when, when, when the evil one comes to us and, and starts trying to feed us his lies, you know what I try to do? I invite the Holy Spirit in and I try to listen to God's words. And I want you to hear God's words tonight. I want you to hear these words from God to you directly. That this is the truth of scripture. God's saying to you, I love you. I created you in my image. There is goodness in you. And where there's brokenness, I will bring healing. I have created you. I have plans for you. I want to give you life to the full now and life forever in the kingdom of heaven. You are not an imposter. You are not a fraud. I know everything there is to know about you, and I still love you. Now listen to that. God says, I know everything there is to know about you, and I love you. I love you for your goodness. I love you in your brokenness. I will take away your brokenness and I will give you life to the full. I will give you life forever in the glorious kingdom of heaven. God says, I know everything about you and I love you. And that's why I came as a baby. That's why when I was a man, I died for you. I came back to life for you so that you can live life to the full now and forever in the kingdom of heaven. And so on this Christmas Eve, brothers and sisters, I would invite you, if you've not yet done so, to surrender to Jesus. Say, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for knowing who I am and and loving me for the good and the bad. Thank you, God, for giving me life to the full. I'm sorry for living life without you, Lord. I want to leave that life behind. Please take away my guilt. Take away my shame. Take away my death. Take away my hell and give me joy and give me peace and give me life to the full. And God will come in and God will do that for you. And I would just invite you wherever you are right now to say out loud, I am not an imposter. I am not a fraud. I am a child of God. I'm not an imposter. I'm not a fraud. I am a child of God. Receive that great gift from God today and have a sense of peace in your heart that no matter what the world throws at you, you are in harmony. You have calmness because the Holy Spirit lives in you. And with that peace and that knowledge that we're not imposters, we're not frauds, we are children of God, to know that with that peace comes love. 
with that peace comes hope and with that peace comes joy and that we can't contain ourselves anymore and that we need to stand up where we are right now in our living rooms or in our bedrooms or in our kitchens and we got to give thanks back to God to sing praises of joy that God is among us and we are his children and we are not imposters. So will you stand with me and let's sing this song, Joy to the World. <laughs> 